and welcome to my xbox and me episode 161 he says with a question mark i am mc fixer alongside gatorade get high at moments himself snow by mike how are you what is going on fix thank you so much for having me back what's going on my xbox I mean, and me podcast crew i didn't have much of a choice let's be honest like i was i was told mr moody himself was like more snow bike mike i was like all right i think that means they want more snow bike mike i think that i think that's what they want well thank you for the love and shout out to him you know he took on the call i said hey where is blitzball what final fantasy he answered the call he tweeted at me bang now i know what game i need to buy mm -hmm. i'm gonna get involved in some blitzball yeah man definitely definitely uh if you don't know my xbox and me is our weekly xbox podcast uh if you want it live you head over to patreon.com slash mc fixer uh also you can get it on youtube youtube.com slash mc fixer and of course podcast services everywhere itunes saka google play and of course spotify and for everyone who doesn't get it early on patreon you can get it every friday uh, usually Thursday night at midnight. Um, let's jump straight into what's been in our box. Mike, what have you been playing this week, sir? Fix, that's a great question. I've been all over the map. You know, last time we talked, I was playing some Battlefield 5 mm -hmm. early impressions with my EA Access 10 hours. Well, I can tell you I bought Battlefield 5 against what I win against, saying I wouldn't buy it due to no Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. The team wanted to buy it, so when the squad goes out there, you got to get it. So I've been playing a lot of multiplayer, which I know Amy talked about it last week. There's some awesome moments there. Um, you know, I played some of the single player, played two of the three of the vignettes, three out of the five, it looks like. Okay. And I enjoyed it. They're bite-sized chunks. Probably takes about an hour to go through. And it's just like the running gun, Call of Duty, Battlefield type campaign that you would push, expect. Push, push, push. Exactly. Go, go over there. Kill two guys. Okay, go that way. Go kill a couple more. And so it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. I think the multiplayer is what sells you on a battlefield. And I got to say, this year's multiplayer is phenomenal. I'm very excited to see what will they do with Battle Royale. We always talk about it. That's what I'm into. Yeah. That's what I want. But to see what Conquest and the war mode and everything looks like into what Battle Royale may be, it's going to be a great time for sure. Uh, then as well, I'm just getting ready for game of the year discussions. So, you know, I'm trying to blaze through Red Dead. Got Assassin's Creed over there in the corner. I'm playing some Celeste, you know, so I'm enjoying Celeste a lot. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I have a good broad range to talk about. Of course, how far and deep do you have to get to these games? That's what we're always going to talk about. Yeah. To have an honest opinion. Do you need to beat it? Do you need to spend 100 hours in it? What's the range? Okay. And so... Yeah, we'll exactly. Get I'm I'm getting my I'm getting my fingers in there. Go Other ahead. than that, nothing special. Waiting on Just Cause Four. Oh my God, Just Cause Four. I forgot all about that. Um. So yeah, no Battlefield. Let's go back to Battlefield for a second. I still haven't had a chance to play it. Just you know, when you like, you think about. It. I, I thought about it the other day. I'm like, Siege. I'm like, I'm gonna play it. No, I'm gonna play Rainbow Six Siege. And every single time, it's like, oh, Rainbow, Rainbow, Rainbow. So been playing that. Um. But Battlefield, I'm hearing nothing, and I've, I'm a little worried about it. Like. Nobody is talking about this game at all, anywhere. No one seems to talk about it. No one seems to be hyped for it. None of my community, I'm glad you're, you've got a group that you're playing with, but none of my community, apart from I think Dan Oni is the one only person that's got it, was like, are you getting it? I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not playing. I don't like playing that game on my own. So how is it? How, how, how is it with a squad compared to playing on your own? All right, so let's start off with playing with the squad is awesome. 
And now the best part about this is when you have those giant matches, 32 on 32, whatever the number may be, you can get more people involved instead of just your four. So we had five, we had six, we had up to eight people in the party at once. And that becomes just mayhem on the comms. Of course, people are screaming, people are laughing, we're getting sidetracked. So when you're with the squad, truly nothing is better than Battlefield. It's so cool, so much fun to have one guy in a plane, three of us in a tank, the other four just running somewhere in a field. And I mean, it's beautiful, it's big, it's intense. And sometimes I have the feeling like, is there almost too many people on the map? Because you kill two guys, you're feeling great, you're like, yeah, I got those guys. And then you just get run over by another seven people. But that's war. Exactly, that's probably what it is. You're like, there's too many people out here. What the heck? Hey, but uh, some of you guys go home. Like, I want to <laughs> kill the bad guys. You guys, you, you guys go home. All right. Oh, but I'm loving it with the squad. The best part, and what makes that game so good, is you have to have a squad. No doubt about it. Because when I jump in a lone fix, like we just talked about, it's like, am I really going to jump into this giant war mode all by myself, lonely on the comms, yeah. or am I going to go play the single player? And you know, I I like the single player. I think the little vignettes are cool. I was just skiing in one of them. Oh, it was nice. so cool. I'm I mean, sure it was like, sure are we playing that. steep? What are we playing here? And so I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, single player, just it just doesn't match up when you have a squad. So I recommend you have to have one. And it's interesting you said there's not much noise coming out of it. I agree, Fix. I don't see many people blasting about it on Twitter, talking about it. And this almost goes to another odd EA moment again of like that Titanfall and Battlefield release that they put up together. It's like, can they just not figure it out with these giant shooters that they have? They got to do a better job at promoting these or getting them out there. I don't know what it is. No, yeah, I agree with you. The It's hard. It's a hard one. It really is because Battlefield is is a lot of fun. And again, I agree with you. When you're with people, it's a ton of fun. When you're on your own, I don't enjoy it as much. But the fact that nobody's talking about it is weird. Not being funny. Call of Duty always comes out. We were expecting that. Has Fortnite really taken away the mind share of a game like this? PUBG, we know, is on the decline. Call of Duty done very well with its Battle Royale mode. Is that where it's at? Just people are just playing, keep playing Fortnite where they're like, Oh, I don't really need to go. The people that would have picked this up, maybe, like even some of the streamers and stuff like that, they're just like, nah, I've got Fortnite. That might be it fixed. I mean, when you look at the big Twitch numbers as well, you don't see anybody giant out there. I'll see Shroud occasionally hop on and play it for an hour or two, but nobody's truly gravitating over to that. But, you know, it's just tough. I think, like you said, Fortnite, Call of Duty, they're owning the shares, and it's tough to get involved there. And I've always felt like Battlefield has always tried to battle against Call of Duty. They've had their true dedicated audience. That's true, and we know that. But it's never been Call of Duty numbers. It never will be. No, I totally agree, 100%. It's, it was always the 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 B shooter. Call of Duty was A, Battlefield was B. But Battlefield had such a hardcore audience that I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to do well enough. It's always going to do well enough. It's going to sell well enough. Maybe we're finally seeing the place at the time where it's like it's not going to sell well enough. I don't know. Okay. Might be hitting that point. It will also be interesting when they finally switch back to maybe modern day. 
You know, we saw Battlefield 4. Everybody still loves that game. Still dedicated audience to it. You know, they went hardline and then they went one and two or one and five, we'll call it. But it will be interesting to see what's the next move. Do we stay in this World War One, World War Two era or do we go modern? Give you the helicopters, the jet fighters that you all want. Maybe that gives them a boost. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and of course, when when uh, Battle Royale comes up, maybe that will be the thing where then stream... Remember, Fortnite did come out the gate and was brilliant. It added Battle Royale, and now it's what it is. Maybe the same thing, not to the same degree, I don't think, but maybe the same thing happens with the Battlefield audience. Like, oh, okay, now it's time. There's single player, there's great multiplayer, and there's a great Battle Royale mode. That's scary to think about, Fix, that all these games might be judged off of just Battle Royale modes. Like that, from what you just said, it's like, man... Almost everybody now has to have that if they want to be even relevant, which is crazy to think about. I mean, in the shooter realm, yeah, I do think that it's it's changed the way we play shooters. We all expect it now. I mean, if if Ghost Recon would have would have announced a new Ghost Recon gets announced tomorrow, and it doesn't have Battle Royale, I'm sitting there going, why? Like anything that comes out, the next shoot we've got Game Wars coming up, and that's we're going to be talking about that in topic of the show. And if any shooter that is announced there doesn't have a battle royale mode, not something that has to be the vocal piece, not something that has to be everything about it, but it needs that mode because that's what every shooter fan's looking for lately. That's what it seems like, anyway. So truth fix. Well, that's exciting news. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I been playing? Like I say, Rainbow Six. That's about it. Honestly, I have been bad this week. I finished Red Dead, like I said last week on last week's episode. Um, thank goodness it's done. I don't need to play it again until the online. Online's meant to be dropping this week. We don't know when. We don't know how. We don't know who. We don't know what, which I think is crazy. Um, we got a question about that in topic uh, in uh, Fixer's Sack a bit later on in the show anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's just I haven't really been playing anything but C. C just had me gripped. So... That's, That's incredible, Fix. I'm so glad that you, you really love that oh, and to see the it. longevity of that game. Truly awesome stuff. I think you hosted a recent Ubisoft UK again, right? Yeah, 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 I did it two weeks ago, I think it was. I did that. I, went, I also went to the studio. I totally forgot to talk about it on last week's show because I was embargoed. So, yeah, I got to go to Ubisoft UK studio, um, got to check out uh, the new operators, Cade and Nomad, which... If you haven't seen by now, they're in the test servers, so people are playing them. But yeah, I went there, got to capture some footage. I didn't actually put up my footage because I realized I'm not that type of YouTuber. I didn't realize, Mike, that I am very much, I'm not a typical YouTuber. You know, like the blast page and then like the, the thumbnail is like the character of Cade and the big writing. It's like, no, me, my audience and me, I'm very much me focused. And then it's the content that I want where other people are content focused and they're just an addition to that, if that makes sense. So we got to go there. We got to capture footage, which was a ton of fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad I went there, made some great connections and got to see another game studio, which is always fun. Um, but I realized when I was there, I was like, oh, I'm, what am I going to do with this footage? I could put it up, but it's going to have no face cam. <laughs> it's going to have like just my audio. I'm just going to be me talking over it. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's content that people want from me. Maybe they do, maybe I don't. I'm sure I could have done it, made it do well, like numbers-wise, because I had it before everybody else. But for me, it's not just about numbers. It's about creating content that my... So, yeah, it was a little bit of a, a strange scenario I was in. Um, no doubt. Well, cool opportunity that you got to go oh, take yeah, a part dude. in. That's oh, awesome. It was so much fun. And like I said, spoke to the guys. I then went to Twitch London, which I forgot about, um, which was dope, which is like a, a 
a fan-run Twitch event, but it was sponsored by Twitch, and I got some coasters, and I got some sunglasses, and I got some other bits and bobs. It was just a ton of networking with partner streamers, met some great people, um, so that was fun. But yeah, besides that, I haven't really played much, so sorry. I apologize. Um, let's get to the topic of the show this week. Uh, topic of the show is what we want from Game Awards 2018. Game Awards is next week, if I'm not mistaken, unless I've got my dates wrong. Um, let's check. When is it? The 8th, right? No, it's the 6th. Get, uh, kind of funny, it's the 8th. Interesting. Mike, I might have to get you on a show, you know, another show, where we do a predictions episode of the Kind of Funny Showcase. Fix, how did you read my mind? I think we might have to live stream for that. Maybe even get called in. Maybe we can work our magic and get called in, represent the Xbox side or Dude. just the kind of funny audience side. So maybe be prepared on December 8th to join in on the showcase. You we never got, know. We got to talk. We got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk. Um, but yeah, Topic of the Show, obviously, uh, Game Awards is next week. What do you think? Well, you know, a lot of things come to mind with the Game Awards fix. I'm looking for just a fun, well-presented show. You know, I like the goofy stuff. I like the Gillette man. You got to think Jeff Keeley needs advertisement dollars uh, yeah. to put forth a great show. So when people get down on, oh, man, how many times are we going to see the Chic Hydro bot Gillette man stand in the corner? Well, guess what? They paid a lot of money to be there for Jeff to put on a terrific show. So when you get something dumb like that, it's way better than just having a splash screen of like Dove for men, use body wash. You know what I mean? So I'm all about the dumb gimmicks and I'm hoping for something like that. Really what I want to see is an, a, an awesome presentation. I thought last year really up the level, the camera angles, the venue itself, all of the backdrops. I mean, everything was truly beautiful. And I expect the same from this year. I know he is very eager to always up himself one year after another. Yeah. I want to see some great speeches as well. I think ever since we saw Greg Miller's speech for trending at Gamer of the Year 2016, I don't think we've seen a speech of that caliber since then. We've seen some good ones, but nothing where it was like, whoa, that one was really everybody listened to that and took a yeah. moment. And kind of said, wow, that was incredible. So I'm looking for a good speech. And I'm looking for another fiasco, just like our guy from a way out last year. So I'm looking for something crazy. And just a good time fix. I, I think it's a great one to bust out your popcorn, maybe live stream over it, or just yeah. watch it with friends. It's just going to be a good time. Yeah, I, I'm with you to a degree. Because I do hate the Gillette man. I do hate the the, the, the hydro bot. I do hate all that stuff. But I, I understand why it's there. But what I will say is Jeff done a really good job the last... I think Gillette man went till like two years ago now. So I think last year's was pretty decent for ad advertisements. Like They were there, don't get me wrong, brought to you by Amazon Prime or whatever it is. And then they did like the whole, you can buy games now for 30% off. That was a whole section, don't get me wrong. And they have to be there. That's how these shows work. I think people forget that with like everything. Like we have to have ads, otherwise none of us have jobs. It's as simple as that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you that great presentation. I think they've they've knocked that out of the park. Um, I'm 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 interested to see what they've got on the announcement side of things. Because obviously PlayStation have now pulled out of um, E3, which we'll talk about, I think, um, and a few a few other little bits and bobs that 
I'm not expecting to see much. Like, I don't think Nintendo are going to show anything. I don't think Xbox are going to show anything. I don't think PlayStation is going to show anything because they haven't got anything. Like, strictly from an Xbox point of view, um, which is what people care about, what could they really show? More Crackdown? I don't think that's a smart idea. That's already super oversaturated. We know what we're getting. We had a great show in uh, XO where people are coming around on it we know there's a release date maybe they do a teaser trailer type thing to on the single player again with terry cruz maybe that's the only thing i can see working but other than that i generally don't know what xbox could show there you know that's a tough one you say fix i mean i would love to see a little terry cruz spot i could see a 10 to 30 second little hey i'm terry cruz what's going on we jump in but that's funny you bring that up because of course now everybody is talking about what are we going to see from the Game Awards. And that's kind of what I want to touch on right now, Fix, is I wrote down last year we saw about 18 to 19 small announcements. I looked at the show. I read over what they kind of showed. You know, we got to see a way out release date. We saw some Metro Exodus footage. We saw Bloodborne teaser that we thought was Bloodborne 2, but actually turned out to be Skiro Shadows Die Twice. Mm -hmm. We saw some Death Stranding, of course. Kojima, very good friends with him. You never know, but we've seen a lot of that lately, so we'll talk about that in a moment. So some of those things that I wrote down, I wanted to talk about both sides of the coin. Okay, so both sides. Side number one, like you just talked about. Of course I want to see games. Show me everything. That's what I'm all about. Show me Last of Us Part Two. Show me more Gears of War. Show me Halo. That's just a fan perspective screaming, I want to see stuff. And now, of course, we always got to talk about expectations and how to temper them and understand what we're truly getting into. But on the flip side, I want to talk about is, you know, when I go and watch the Oscars or I watch the MTV awards, whatever it may be, am I really there for announcements? I thought we were there to celebrate these awards, celebrate these games. And I feel like just like the XO event, when we talk about this, I want everybody to think about like, how do we temper expectations and understand this might be more of a award show than like, Hey, a mini E3 press conference or like truly showing stuff off. I know you got to have the bangers in there to keep you entertained, but we don't need to go crazy out here. See, I'm on the opposite side of you where I'm like, I don't care about the awards. I think it's great. <laughs> I generally do. I think it's great. I am all for obviously developers. I'm the, I'm the guy that sits for the credits of every I, single game. I'm going to get you I'm, for that one in a moment. I'm going to get you for that one. I'm not, I'm not calling you out or anything, but <laughs> like that's I'm all for it. And I think the awards are the most important part of this show to showcase people's talents. But that being said, we are now four or five years in of what we expect it to be. And Jeff always brings decent announcements. And you got to think, Last of Us was shown here. Um, there's... A way out. I get. I I was sold on a way out because of this show. So, I generally do think that we need something. I don't. The problem I have is I don't think we do get Halo. If they didn't go show it at XO, they're not going to show it at Game Awards. Surely, but it just doesn't make sense. Same for Gears of War. Same for Gears of War Tactics. Same for anything. Maybe they tease. Um. Ah, oh, what's um. Um, uh, Ninja Fury. Maybe they uh, tease Ninja Fury's new game because they're already te- they're teasing it themselves, but they're hiring for it. Maybe we get a teaser trailer. I don't think so though. I generally don't. There's a lot of studios in play now for Xbox, which is strange. It's a strange place to be because we've we've never been there before. Where it's like 
Well, Sony have this, 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 this. And the Xbox have Forza, Gears, Forza, Gears, Halo. Like, literally, that's where we was at. Now, it's like a total different ball game. I don't know how they're going to play it because, obviously, we're in this weird period where we know new consoles are going to get announced soon. We know that Scarlet uh, Scarlet is about. We know that the streaming services are about. We know that PlayStation are not doing any free, so we know that they're doing their own event to announce PlayStation 5. Everything's just sort of blown out. I just don't know. I generally don't know what to what to expect. What would I like to see? Let, let's go with that. What would you and I like to see first? And then we'll go we'll go deeper into this. What do you truly want to see here? Oh, that's a hard question, dude. Um, I mean, I've got because Resident Evil 2 is coming, like that was always my go-to answer. Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 2. Now it's coming and i don't really need to see any more they've literally just dropped a new trailer like two days ago so i don't want to see more of that the thing that would get me the most is if we found out that um blue point were doing a remake of uh metal gear solid that would kill me that would be pretty big that would be pretty sweet <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that's pretty sweet right there yeah that would kill uh, me. that would kill me i'd be like yes give me that I'm looking for, I want to see Gears. If I, if this was like, Mike gets to see what he wants, right? Yeah. We're going to blow off the top. I could definitely go for another Gears of War trailer. And I think when you really look at it, we had E3. I think you could put one more out here. But at the same time, it's like, how much do you save? How far are we? But I'd love to see Gears. Halo, even like another title splash with maybe something happening. I could definitely like that. Of course, Last of Us. I could even go for more Death Stranding. I could see another one of those freaky trailers nah. and totally be blown away again. Um, but you see my list right there. It's not big. Nah. And that's because we kind of know what's already coming out to what's at the forefront. And we need some time right now to maybe rebuild. I think Unlocked put it best. It would be tough to take out one of your new Xbox studios and do like a dev diary thing like uh, EA did yeah. a while back with the uh, Star Wars game. of like, hey, here's some concept art. I'm drawing it with a pen. Like that's way too early because yes. we know things are going to change. So I would be hard pressed to believe that we're going to pull out one of our new studios and say, hey, look at what they're doing because it, it's so brand new. We're not ready for that. And yeah. I truly hope they don't do that. I think that always kind of kills the show when we go into like, Hey, these are the people behind the scenes, which this is why we're here. The game awards oh, yeah. acknowledge people and do all that. But it's on an announcement side, that's not what you want to see. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with you there. Um, maybe you're you keep bringing up Gears, and I'm, I'm with you though. Maybe, maybe just maybe Gears of War we get five Gears five. Sorry, they've rebranded it's Gears now, not Gears of War. Um, Gears five. Maybe because is that not we think it's a 2019 game, we have no confirmation on release date. Maybe here's where we get a new teaser and a coming. I'm not even gonna say we're gonna get a proper date, but coming 2019. Because generally, what do we have first party wise for 2019? I literally can totally believe that exactly. Literally crackdown. They've got to have some crackdown or in the blind forest, and I'm sure we'll get a Forza. What are we on eight. Eight. Yeah, eight will be the next one. Year they do it, so falls at eight. I'm sure. Like, I could totally go for some more gears. I love the trailer they put out. I loved what it. I saw. I was like, okay, cool. This is its own new. It's yes, it's four, it's five, but it's its own new trilogy sort of thing. I can see us getting up to six, and then it rechanging again, and then. I don't know. I just I love it. I love the idea. I love what I love where we're at with Gears of War right now. Four was so good that five. I can't wait to get. 
You're probably right there, Fix. When you look at the calendar year and how this would really play out, you would have one right now, one at E3, and then probably release. So that makes for about grand total of three, maybe yeah. big reveal trailers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough because that one at E3 was big. Yeah, I mean, that one was big. It would be tough to be like, here's another one, and then here's a third one. Because yeah. what I want to touch you on is when you made the face about Death Stranding, that was the face I made, remember, when we talked about at E3 Xbox of Metro Exodus. Yep. I'm I'm all on board for Metro Exodus, but you can't keep showing me things, okay? We've already had, like, four-plus trailers. How many times can we look at the same game? Let's just get to release date. Let's get it out there. So I worry about things like that. Gears is a different story. We're, we've only had one. Wow. But, like, Death Stranding, like you said, it's like, are we going to get to trailer number four here and see – little to nothing again like how much can we really watch here yeah you're right you're right i just i don't know like, like gears of war is this weird we're in this weird place again like i say it's just it's a weird place for us all to be at because we want to see more but we don't want to see more and then we do want to see more and i don't know i would be totally cool with not seeing anything from any of the first parties um sony nintendo and uh, xbox and we just got to see cool double a indie games personally like published by ea like a way out that game for me was like it was shown well it explains what it was and i bought it and i was getting it relatively soon there i'd love some games that are the first quarter of uh, 2019 and games that are cool i do i want to see some cool stuff we'll see we're after seeing wait and see and see what we're gonna get though it'll be interesting one out of the you have to put it out the sky what would you want if you could have anything if I could have anything, Halo. Show me Halo. Of course, we're going to see some Smash Bros. too. You know what I mean? We're going to see some Smash. Oh, I think we know that's coming. There's going to be some small games. 18 to 19 last year, Fix. I want you to keep an eye on that. How many you think he's going to be able to pack into this? Because you, I think you put it best. We're in an odd spot right now. With Sony pulling out of E3, XO being so recent. Mm-hmm. We're kind of ending the calendar year like we always are with some certain games. But... How much can you really pull out? It will be very interesting to see. 100%. 100%. You spoke about Sony pulling out of E3. We didn't talk about it on last week's episode. So let's talk about it here real quickly. What was your, what was your, your, where was your, your, what was your thoughts, I guess? I was going to try to say something smart, but I didn't have nothing. I um, think to, what, Yeah, what was your thoughts? To sum it up in one word, when I heard the news, it was wow. Mm. Wow, that's really interesting. And I think it was wow because... Man, E3 has been so ingrained in me as a gamer and, you know, following the games media stuff for so many years of like, this is the big thing that I block out on my summer calendar of like these three days of press conferences. I ensure I'm not working. I can watch and enjoy. And I always thought Sony had a great time slot at night on whatever day it was. I always had my popcorn ready. Yes, last year was a little interesting, but from a fan's perspective, I had a good time. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool, you know. From a different side of it, now I look at it as like, man, could they take the route of Xbox with that XO event and be more fan fest kind of circuit ideas where it's like, we're going to travel around with PSX and we're coming to your neck of the woods. We're coming across the globe over here and we're going to show off more Sony stuff, more grassroots style. Now, that means that the show's not going to be as big. We're not going to get four giant announcements or eight giant announcements. But I would love to see more fan fest. I'm all about the fans. I'm all about the interactions. And I think if Sony pulls out, I can only imagine, hey, fan fest San Francisco. We're going to pull up 
with eight of those Sony semi trucks. We're going to park them outside. We're going to have some fun. Maybe we bring somebody up on stage and we give you one good announcement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. For me, it was, oh my God, Xbox are X, they've, they've done it. They find they've done what they did last year, which was not last year, the year before with PlayStation 3. They've got arrogant again. They're arrogant again. And I love it from an Xbox point of view, from an Xbox fans point of view. Sorry. Um, I'm like, yo, it's Xboxes to lose. E3 2019 is going to be Xbox, Nintendo, and Ubisoft. Oh, and Pro Bethesda. Um, and then obviously you'll have like off, uh, you'll have the other ones, Dev- uh, not uh, Dev- Devolver, Devolver, yep. and limited run games. But I didn't watch those ones. They're just not for me. I like the big ones. And um, for a selfish type of reason, I, I'm so happy Sony are not there because I have to get up at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it, this is literally why I think we see nothing at Game Awards because now they're going to be like, oh no, we now have to show, you need to get me concept art for everything. We need to show why you need a Scarlet in 2020 and what you're going to be playing on Scarlet in 2020 or 2021, so the early stages of that console's life cycle. And it's like, cool, draw everything back, meetings, Sony's not there, we need to go in there. And, and Xbox has done a great job of showing world exclusives and console exclusives and console launch exclusives and all the words. But for them to be able to go in with their in-house studios at E3 could be huge. And they could win a lot of gamers back. Cause they're going to go, oh, that was cool. I like the look of that. I'm going to pick up the next Xbox because I generally believe Sony have such a hold on the gaming industry right now. I think there are a hundred million sold a hundred million. We don't even know what Xbox's numbers are because I don't announce them anymore. Which doesn't doesn't mean it's a good thing, let me tell you. If they were good, we would know. Now they're not good, we don't know. So yeah, I'm just like, okay, here we go. Sony, Sony dropped the ball because I think I think even a bad E3 is better than a no E3, personally. I think you're gonna go there, you're gonna show some of the lesser games, some of the double A games. There is plenty of double A studios that would love their game to be on stage and sony for the last few years haven't shown them and xbox are like we'll take you we'll take you we'll take you and that's how they're gonna win it back i think truly no doubt they have an interesting situation on their hands do you come out with the haymaker and just announce your new console Um, like in my mind it's like i know we might be too early but like do you come out with the haymaker and you announce your new console and guess what for that whole summer the only thing people talk about is the new Xbox console coming soon because Sony wasn't there. I think announcing hardware E3 is a hard one though. I think we've got we've got XO, we've got outside Xbox now. I think that's where you announce it. But the problem is again, you know what? Hmm. You're right though because you've got the most eyeballs. That's the moment. Everyone is talking about you. They flubbed the Xbox One and. If we rewound back to the Xbox One announcement, I was all on board for that. I think a lot of people gave them beatdowns for it, and I was actually on the opposite side of like, wow, that's exactly the console that I want. I'm interested in the new future tech. I'm interested in all that. So I think now is the moment where maybe, like you said, we're going to have a lot of meetings. We're going to have a lot of discussions. We're going to be prime time right now. And, yes, we're going to bring on a lot of smaller studios, a lot of third parties are going to show their games here. But is that what you want? Or is the moment now where it's like, 
We're going to be in the news cycle nonstop. There's not going to be a single word of Sony. This might be the moment to bring the jab at him and kind of set the tone. I, th I think it only works if Sony don't announce first, right? If Sony don't announce PlayStation 5 before E3, which I, I don't think there's a chance in hell. I think they announce it before E3. They're not at E3, cool. But we have this. They're just not doing the but we have this yet. Um, yeah. I yeah. There's no way they don't announce before E3. And if they don't, then I'm with you 100. They have they Xbox announce Scarlet. They announce. They don't need to. The thing is, yeah, they need to have a good balance between announcing new hardware and showing off new game software. They have to because they they we know they flubbed it last time. It was awful. I am with you where I was. Always on? Cool. I'm always on anyway. Um, digital only? Cool. I'm okay. The share, the friend sharing system, I was like, thank God. Me, I buy two Xboxes anyway. Me and Hayley can share. I know you can game share, but it's not the same thing. Um, I was for it. I, I didn't like the the Halo, 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 Xbox. Um, uh, football, 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 football. Speak, 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 though. And I don't think we're going to have any of that this time. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Should be interesting. Mike, let's get into news. And uh, before we do that, producer, Patreon producer this week is your boy, Mike Lynch. Mike, where are you? I haven't spoken to you in ages. I hope you're okay. You're keeping the show going. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Let's get into the news. First news story, Microsoft opens Asian GGDP exports division to speak uh, to seek partnerships with Japanese and Asian developers. Microsoft has opened a dedicated GGPD global gaming partnership and development in Asia that aims to seek partnerships with developers in Japan, South Korea, China, and other Asian regions. The Xbox team has notably had a very uh, minor presence in Asia, which has led to the lackluster arrival of Japanese and Asian titles on the Xbox One. As noted on the job listing uh, for the new division, previously Xbox boss Phil Spencer and Idea Xbox director Chris Carla uh, were responsible for closing deals with developers in this region. This new division will now dedicate a whole team for the calls. I can go on, but I don't need to. Um, this is huge. This is huge, 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 huge news. Um, I'm not someone that's super into JRPGs. I'm new to the series. I've been gaming all my life, but JRPGs, again, I'm dyslexic. I don't read a lot. I don't like to read a lot. So there was a ton of reading in that, and I was like, no. I've now come around as I've developed better reading skills and as I've learned what an RPG is and what a, a Japanese uh, RPG is, role-playing game is, I'm like, yes, I can't wait. Like, we are missing out on so many great Japanese uh, RPGs that Sony get that hopefully now with this division, um, we will get. I still don't think the console is going to sell well um, in these countries, but it will help because we will hopefully get exclusive Japanese RPGs as well. Where are you? Where do you come down on JRPGs? On JRPGs, not my cup of tea, like you say over there, yeah. Fix. I mean, I appreciate it. I've seen a couple that I like, but it, it's not making me jump for joy. Yeah. What's making me jump for joy is the we are going to reach worldwide. We're going to continue to expand this brand, whether it be with developers making certain game titles in different regions 
or whether it be pushing the product out there. And I think this is what you got to do after we just announced getting all of these different studios around us and around you. Now it's like, you know what? We're going even further. We're going to put boots on the ground. We're going to have a dedicated team talking to these developers out there in regions that we've never been to before. And we're really going to try to push this hardware, push this brand that is Xbox. I mean, we're going to see a lot of these different groups that are very small titles and groups. They're going to be helped out so much by the Microsoft brand, the backing, the money. And it only helps us, the gamers, because we're going to continue to get more games. And we're going to reach out to those regions that might be like, I like Sony because they have my favorite games. Well, guess what? Maybe we're going to have your favorite game coming up soon. Yeah, 100%. I just think it's the fact of to, to reach um, that community and those devs in their homeland. And it's not as much as I'm sure it's great Fulgan over there and, and Chris Carlo and anybody else who goes over there to close deals. But when you have your version of, I always love it when I see an English person like AC, AC Bongo is not English. He's uh, British. So he's from Scotland. And I'm just like, whenever I see him, I'm like, he's my guy. Cause that's someone I'm sure the Asian uh, community would want that as well on the Xbox stage. You don't have that right now, but not even just on the Xbox stage, but people they can talk to, it's obviously easier to do things without a translator because the translator slows things down. Um, yeah, I just think all around this is great business from Xbox and a smart, smart, smart decision. So uh, cannot wait for that. No uh, doubt. Next one. TwitchCon is headed to Europe. Yes. Next yes. year, uh, doubling the numbers of Twitch-focused conventions to stream to, for the streaming company uh, puts on in 2019. TwitchCon expands to Europe. Uh, TwitchCon will run uh, from April 13th to April 14th in Berlin City Cube. The location was selected, Twitch said, because of its centralization of Germany's status as one of the top performing countries in terms of both streamers and viewership. Mike, wow. you have been to a TwitchCon. How is it? What is it? Convince me. I'm I'm tempted to go. I looked up flights. I looked up hotel prices. I've never been to Germany. I'd be going alone. Um, should I do it? You want me to give you the Snowbike Mike salesman pitch? Because you know I can fix I mean, and I'm going to do it for free. you right please now. So I have been to the first ever TwitchCon back in 2015 to the most recent one. So I've seen TwitchCon evolve from a small, wild, fun convention into what it is today, which is a great opportunity for you to go out there, expand your brand, learn from awesome, awesome content creators that might be larger than you, that yeah. might be people you look up to. And I truly believe TwitchCon is a lot of fun. I know you bleed purple. I bleed purple. We go out there and we're grinding all the time on Twitch. And this is the moment, Fix, where you're going to go out to Germany. You're going to go out to Berlin. This is going to be a great vacation. And on top of that, you're going to meet so many other people. You're going to be able to network because there's a difference there. There's people who go out there just for fun yeah. and maybe stare at their cell phones or go play the games. And then there's people like yourself and I, who is truly our goal is to get something out of it. Yeah. And I told you oh, when I came business. back to it's a business one. <laughs> 2018, I came out with a, you know, a sense of pride, a sense of I'm ready, I'm driven. And I, I came out with a couple of good ones there where we hit the ground running and we haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. Now it's tough because your fix are pretty high up there. So you're only going to take away a little bit. 
But those chunks that you take away are going to be important. You're going to feel rejuvenated. You're going to feel valued because you and I have talked about it before. When you're out in these regions like yourself, we talk with the boys down in Australia, you guys are kind of fighting for a market share Mm -hmm. and maybe a smaller audience than what we see here in America or so on and so forth. So this might be a good moment of like seeing some of the top guys networking with them and then being able to say, okay, if I go back home, this is what I need to do to get that extra bump and that growth right there. They're going to have games. They're going to have cool events. They're going to have great panels. They're going to have a community there that is not, it's going to be second to none. It's going to be a great time. And I think, like you said, Berlin, Germany with a bunch of gamers, I'm pretty sure that's where Gamescom is. I'm sure you can correct me on that. I mean, this is where I want to go. I want to go out there and check it out. You just came from a TwitchCon community meetup. Yeah. I'm sure you're feeling driven. I'm sure you're was... feeling good. So it's like, do you want that feeling again in the springtime to head into your summer? I think it's worth it, my man. Dude, it's yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I come back from Twitch London, I was buzzing. I was like, wow, I've spoken to partner streamers. I've spoken to community members. I have networked. And I didn't even, I didn't even go there to do it on like a... Huge step. Like me and Haley went. We just went to go check it out. Went to see what the event was about, and I was like, "Okay, cool. It's dope. It's a dope. It's a dope, dope thing." And then TwitchCon gets announced for Europe, and I'm like, tempted, tempted, tempted. And then now I'm like, I do want that feeling again. I do want to go and network. I do want to go and work, but I don't want to be bored. That's my thing. I don't like going to conventions where I'm bored. And I and I'll be honest, and I've always said this is I've been spoiled when it comes to conventions because I usually go as press. So I don't usually have to queue up for things. I don't usually have to, I get a lot of freebies thrown at you. You skip a lot of queues. Like I'm a bit of a con snob. I'm not going to lie to you, Mike. I am. I'm a bit of a con snob. I am. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to be affiliate, not, not a partner. So there's no, there's no VIP partner room for me. And there's no, no skipping queues for me. And there's no chance of getting on panels for me. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll wait a year. Maybe I'll wait a year and try make see if I can get that partnership. I mean, I like that. And maybe you wait a year, but at the same time, you know, and I know TwitchCon is not your normal convention. You're not going there to play the games. These games that are going to be there and showcase, you've already played. I mean, like I said, Black Desert was there. Yeah. Is Black Desert tickling your fancy for a free T-shirt? No, of course not. It's going to be all about the community feeling inspired, going to these panels that will help you grow. So. At the same time, yeah, you want that free, you know, sideline over there. You want that free swag. You don't need that. What you're going for is the experience. And knowing you, MC Fixer, you better not tell me you're going to be bored there. You're going to go out there with a smile that is worth a million dollars. You're going to go out there and meet meet and make new friends because that's what it's all about. And you're going to see people that you look up to. I had a friend. His name is Grant Pooh Bear. I knew Grand Pooh Bear up in Lake Tahoe when he was averaging 12 to 13 viewers playing H1Z1. He found fame and fortune running Super Mario Maker runs that were the expert levels and beyond. And now he sets world records for Mario, averages about 1,000 to 5,000 viewers a day. And so what was awesome about that is I already knew David when he was David. So when I got to go into his meet and greet line, just like I would for you, Fix, and there's 30 to 40 kids there, and we're next to Ninja's group that has a billion kids over there, and to see his group talking and engaging with each other way more than the Ninja kids, it was like, this is what we're all about. This is why I'm here. 
And so I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, maybe you take a year off, but I think you go for it. I think it's well worth the trip. Ah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You've sold me on it. I'm not going to lie to you. Twitch, hire this man. Um, next news story. Alien Blackout gets trademarked by 20th Century Fox. No, I'm not talking about the films. Uh, a trademark for something called Alien Blackout has been created by 20th Century Fox. A trademark has been filled in the use for a video game. Spotted within the World Intellectual Property Organization database where trademarks for different properties and projects are filed, the name of a supposed alien game is teased and is listed. Mike, is this a Game Awards announcement? Uh, this right. on our list, this could be a game war teasers, right? This could definitely be shown. It's interesting to me, Fix. I didn't really feel too hot on Alien Isolation. I don't think that was the kind of alien game I wanted. It's kind of tough because when you think of alien, it's usually the one alien stalking you, trying to kill you. It's supposed to be slow, it's supposed to be stealthy. Which but Alien I think Isolation that, does a great job of, right? It does that do was that. it. But that the gameplay was not for me, right? From what I'm thinking now is I want Alien versus Predator. I want to be on the Alien versus Predator planet, just fighting aliens and predators left and right. I want mayhem. So it will be interesting to see: do they keep that stealth, thrilling, intense suspense game, or do we go for something like Alien Colonial Marines, where it's just running gun action? Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Alien was not one where I was like, hey, I'm itching for another Alien game. That's very interesting. Me either. It, it reviewed relatively well uh, Alien Isolation, where Colonial Marine obviously did not. Um, it was. It's a hard one where I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I, I've seen the Alien films. They're fine. I don't really care. I don't have that, that love for Alien the way some people do. Um, a new game, it could be cool if they show it off right. And it is, I am with you. I want a run and gun, killing aliens every two seconds. Full player co-op, maybe. Um, me and my friends are killing aliens. Not a slow hiding in lockers. Oh my God, the aliens going to get me. Just doesn't do it for me. And I love horror games. And I know a lot of people, that game scares them. And it just didn't do it for me, ever. I played it in VR as well and didn't like it. So, No, it will be interesting. Like you said, this could be a Game Awards, you know, title splash could be maybe a small tracer tealer if they have something like yeah. that but i i don't know maybe it's too early i just don't know on this one yeah i'm with you i'm with you uh next up take two has abandoned agent trademark some people in this people listen to this podcast won't even know what agent is do you know what agent is that's me right there i, I was looking it up i was looking through the take two catalog this game i have no idea what this even was so take two was teased back in 2017 yeah, um, it was. I'm pretty sure it was shown on Sony. Showed it off at one point. I'll read the article real quick. Take Two uh, is a self-spy game called Agent. So far back as in 2017, but after multiple delays and one of the faintest hint, uh, faintest hints on updates over the last decade, it appears the project was now is now dead. Now a trademark update seems to confirm that Agent has been permanently taken off the field. A status update to the trademark with the US Patent and Trade Office marks the trademark was abandoned as of November 19th, 2018. The status of the uh, patent uh, was abandoned because no sta uh, statement of use of execution requests timely filled after notice of allowance was issued. Agent was initially announced for the PlayStation 3 exclusively 
Um, and the company was grooming it to be the next GTA. Uh, this was before Red Dead Redemption released in 2010 and become Take-Two's other top open-world franchise. The company renewed the trademark in 2013 and again in 2014, and we even got to see it again in 2015, but no more. So this is like the one time ever that Rockstar have done something wrong when it comes to marketing anyway, because we actually never got to play the game. They showed this off. It was meant to be a PlayStation exclusive uh, back when Sony were just eating up everything exclusive wise. Um, and then it just never happened. It, it just it just never came together. And it was one of those games that looked cool in concept and sounded cool in concept. But just the real thing never, never actually came about. So, yeah, this is this is this is actually a deep cut for a lot of people because I know me, I was holding that for it. Sort of, I was like, it's gonna happen. It might happen. It might one day happen. Maybe, 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 maybe. And then now it's just like GTA Online's making us billions, mm. and Red Dead Redemption is just the second highest property entertainment property ever. And do, 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 do. it's like we don't need this. Like we've got GTA, we've got Red Dead. The rumors are the next one's gonna be Bully. We're going to get a bully too. That's the rumors out there. I really want it. I really, 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 really want it. But how long until we actually get it? Who knows? Who? Knows? Yeah, I mean, of course, bully. I think like I think you hit it best of whatever this was going to be. You've already spanned the wide of range of games with GTA, GTA Online, which can truly be anything and everything if you wanted it to be with an update. Then Red Dead, Red Dead Online's coming soon. It's tough to see in that kind of a catalog where you could add something that you couldn't just add into what what you already have, you know, that's tough. I think they've learned as well, honestly, but I think they've learned that gee, they when they take their time and they put the the TLC in, they put the love in, they put the care in, they do it all, they they come out with the biggest properties ever. Do you know what I mean? Like GTA is still selling. Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption will still be selling. It will go to next gen, it will sell again, and if it's not cross uh, cross uh, platform and white stuff, but like generally, I just don't see a reason for them to have agent anymore. I'm glad they've dropped it, but deep down, I'm kind of upset. Kind That's of upset. deep cut right there. Games with gold this month. Xbox games with gold are f uh, for November anyway. Battlefield One from November first to November thirtieth. Uh, Race to the Sun from November sixteenth to December fifteenth, and Dante's Inferno from November sixteenth to November thirtieth. We have got no announcements for December's just yet. These are old emails, so don't read those, Mike. I will read some new ones for you. If you want to jump into fix this sack, head over to my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com yeah i totally just forgot the email uh we will read that comments concerns questions whatever you got we will read it first one here we go good morning afternoon slash evening gentlemen how are you doing as you said fix it's a slow news week so i am purposely uh proposing a topic of discussion to fill in some time my question slash topic is around the state uh current state of games what are your views on the current state of games coming out? I refer to some big name titles such as Fallout 76, which is buggy as hell, and I have hardly not played it due to not really being a Fallout guy. And also, things like Destiny, which seems to be milking players for everything they have, i.e. 50 quid for the game, which for me got stale really quick, a further 30, uh, 30 odd quid for an expansion pack, then the Saken comes out, which is even more money again, so you're looking at over £100 uh, notes for a game. So what are your thoughts on the current sta uh, state and standards of games? 
I hope I've articulated this right. Cheers, guys. Your friend Eldozo. Eldozo, great question. Thank you very much for it. Appreciate you. So, how are we doing? We're both doing great. The current state of gaming, Mike. How do you feel about it? I I am Fallout 76. We can start there. I've not played it. Um, Amy was on here, absolutely okay, ripped it a new one um, ooh, ooh, last week. Beating up on it. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, cool. Don't need to touch that until that's fixed. Um for Fallout, it's very obvious that game should never have been released in to the public. It could have been early access. Um, Xbox have early access, PC have early access. Why was this not early access? I don't know. Um, and then the other things you're talking about, we'll dive in a little bit deeper. But Mike, have you played Fallout? Have you seen Fallout? I have. Like I'm 15 to 20 hours in, and I'm on the complete opposite side of everybody right now. I, Snowbike Mike, am having a terrific time with Fallout 76. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, wait up a set, Mike. Isn't it buggy? Isn't it bad? Are, are you really having fun with no human NPCs? Let me tell you what. Me and my three homies, when we squad up and we run through the wasteland, it is so much fun. We are laughing. We're building bases. We're doing weird side quests. We're just hunting super mutants out there in the West Virginia wasteland. Now, I personally have only encountered one bug. I know, very odd to say, 15 to 20 hours in, and you haven't seen anything. The only thing I've seen so far, Fix, is just a man getting stuck inside a wall where I couldn't get his new codes. Wasn't a mission. Wasn't any issues. Amy ripped this game a new one. And for all rights, I know people that have had problems with this game. For me, on my opposite side, I'm telling you, I've had a terrific time with it. I'm truly enjoying it. And I agree with the comments from last week. I listened to the show. I agree. Hey, this could have been a, an early access game. But at the same time for me, with the experience that I've had, I am all for the $60 price tag. I am all for the gameplay experience. Because I've been able to play with four friends every single time, and we've been laughing, running around that place, enjoying it to the fullest. Now, I also have a friend in town who plays it only single player, because that's how he does things. And yeah. he even says he's having a good time with it, which is very odd to me. I didn't think you could have fun single player doing that, but he's out there telling me he's having the best of times. Do you think that Fallout fans are... are you? I assume you're a Fallout fan. I'm a Fallout fan. I've played since three. New Vegas was my favorite. We talked about that last time I was on this show. And, uh, I mean, it's it's just everything I've wanted. Fallout Fallout mechanics, which is, you know, we know what that is. Pick up everything, mm-hmm. kill crazy mutant things, and run around with weird guns. But with four players, that's what I've always wanted. And I think that hits the spot. But is, okay, I've not played the game, and I've only seen it played. So I've, I've got, like, a different point on this i guess it doesn't i would have preferred uh, a fallout game that is co-op not a fallout this doesn't feel like a fallout game or seem like i've not touched it seem like a fallout game that is co-op it seems like a fallout game that is online which there's a big difference where i would have preferred a fallout 4 with co-op everything with a story and everything else and we're still running around doing that this is very much not that right that's so is this actually everything that you want, or is it, it this is everything that I want? Oh, okay. So I think you you said that there's two sides when you make me think of that. So you say a, a Fallout 4, let's say, with a story, but with four-player co-op, uh-huh. which I like. But sometimes I get lost in that because the story is really what you're supposed to be following. But when you have four friends, we're yapping over the story. Maybe we go get lost. 
Okay. I like this because it is Fallout multiplayer where the story's not truly the game. Yeah. It's the experiences that we have. Oh, man, that super mutant over there is chasing me. Save me, Fix. Save me. Oh, I'm out of ammo. Somebody save me. You know what I mean? Like, I like the experiences that I have with my friends as opposed to what we're doing in the story. That truly doesn't matter to me. We're running around. We're killing super mutants. We're building a dumb base with wood planks. That's what's having fun to me. And I would also say, I think you guys touched on it. The Unlocked crew touched on it. When people say, oh, man, the griefing or the other players, we rarely... I mean, rarely see other players. I see them on the map. I'll see occasionally maybe one to five people run by us in our game playthroughs for about three to four hours. Mm -hmm. I We've never been shot at, and I have never once had a gang of people roll up on us. But, it's either one person or no people. But would do you not want that though? Like that was I, I want that. Like, I want to be able to not grieve people, but I want to be able to rob them. I want to be able to... It doesn't mm. feel like it has that in it. It's just, it's like, well, Amy was explaining that if I shoot, if I shoot you and you don't shoot back, I do literally no damage pretty much. Yeah. But as soon as you shoot back, you'll do a huge amount of damage to me. Exactly. And that's, that's just not my play style. I've never been a true PVP guy in Warcraft where like I'm hunting down the Alliance and I'm going to yeah. stand out there and kill them so I can take their stuff. That's never been me. And that's not nice. what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for more. I might be too nice. Right? <laughs> I'm looking for more. I'm looking for that experience. Like we just talked about me and three friends and we're making our own story. Oh man. Do you remember when we went up to the top of that ski resort in West Virginia and there was like 20 super mutants and a death claw and we were just wrecking house in there. Oh, that was crazy. You know, yeah. I'm not in it to like, Hey, let's roll up on these three kids. They won't even know what hit them. Black, black, black. Cause I hear that when you kill people, the loot isn't even that good. Yeah, so I'm it's not, not really incentivizing you. Like Amy said, to go out there and hunt you down. That's, not what I've ever wanted. That's not my MO. Yeah. And if I'm only going to get a couple of bottle caps and like four ammo, why would I go out there and hunt you down? That's not what I'm looking for right now. But that's the game's fault. The game doesn't incentivize you to want to do that, which I get what you're saying, though. You don't yeah, want to yeah. do it anyway, so that's why you enjoy it. But exactly. from my point of view, I do want to go kill people and rub all their stuff. And the I, game I has agree. none of it. And I think if that's if that's what they wanted, like if that's truly what they wanted the game to be, they should have put a PvP server in there. And Locke said it as well of like, you should have just done like World of Warcraft. There's a PvE or where us, everybody's yeah. just running around picking their nose. Or it's PvP where it's like, you literally understand if you join this server, we're going to battle. And that's oh, yeah. the goal here. And I, I just don't see many people doing that anyways in our games. So I never get incentivized to do that. Exactly. Nor is my squad really caught up in like, hey, let's go hunt those four guys yeah. down. Nobody's ever said that. Got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the state of gaming, though, you, those are, you touch on it here where you're like a game like uh, Destiny, uh, where you pay you pay your $60, your £50 for the game, and then the, there's an expansion pack that's 30 and then there's another expansion pack and all in, you're in £100, yeah? I agree with you to a degree, and I've always had this problem with Destiny, where I've not, I've not loved Destiny the way they've monetized the game. I don't like it. I think it separates the player base too much. I think that it always, I always seem to get the, I always buy the base game. It's never, I had fun with Destiny too. That's not, I enjoyed what I played Destiny too, but it's never um, truly the full experience. And then you know that. So this year, I bought the season pass and got the season pass content. And uh, still didn't love it. So 
I'm, but I understand what you're saying. It's like, are they are these companies milking it and being greedy? I don't think so. Games are expensive to make. They are, and games have not gone up in price too much for i know in america they've not gone up for us they've not gone up too much if we're being honest like 50 pound for a game of like 30 hours content i don't think's bad um it's a hard one though because i get where you're coming from where it's like you know that there's gonna be more and you've got to buy more and if you want the full experience you have to buy this it's like that shouldn't be right you shouldn't have to do that but in the same breath would you then have bought the game? If it was all there, would you have paid £100 for the game? I don't think you would have. Because it's just not we're, not... we're not equipped for that yet. Yet. Maybe one day, but not yet. I just... I, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I don't actually think they're milking it because they're giving you more content. Um, I don't think... You can wait for sales. And these things do go on sale pretty quickly, usually. Um, but the problem is, we're all in a rush to be part of the conversation. There's a big difference between... I think that's the thing that YouTube has totally blurred everyone, where there's a big, 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 big difference between buying a game because you actually want it and buying a game because you want to be part of the conversation. And a lot of people buy games just to be part of conversations. Me, me included, because I don't get games for free yet, but I'm trying to pursue this as a career and as a job, so that's why I do it. I don't get it why a customer or a consumer does it. Like, I know people that bought, bought Fallout 76 and have no... They don't care about Fallout. But they just want it to be part of that conversation. And it's like, I don't get it. I don't get why you're doing it. Do you need the new expansion the day it comes out? Or can you wait a little while? I don't think Eva's wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't want it the day out. But then you can't really complain that you have to pay for it. It's more content. It's more... There's more, 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 more. People have to work on that. It's like me and this. It's like me and Mike will understand. It's like me and Patreon. It's like... I have to sit down and get the show notes ready and get everything set up and organize with Mike when we're going to do it. And duh, 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 duh. do I not deserve to get paid for that? No. Yes. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Maybe you do see it as a job. Maybe you don't. But game devs, they had to create something. We're all creating something. So you have to pay for it. That's how I see it. I know some people don't agree. Mike, where are you at on this? Man, that's a lot to unpack there, Fix. Sorry. And it's a great question as well. Uh, what I'd like to start off with, what do I think the current state of games are? Incredible. Yes. Truly incredible. We've had an insane year where I feel like I've been looking left and right, right and left of like how many awesome games have come out. I almost feel lost mm -hmm. and overwhelmed. We talked about it at the priest show, me and Fix. He asked me, what have I been playing? And I kind of gave him a blank stare of like, I have so many games to play. I don't know Ooh, what I to play anymore. There's so many yeah. things. And so I think right now the state of the games for me, incredible. And now when you touch on Destiny 2, I think it's very interesting when we get into this topic of games as service or just in general. Now, all the expansions, buying the season passes before anything's even announced. There's definitely a change right now in the tide, in the air of what games are and what games can be. Now, for me, I grew up with World of Warcraft. That's the games of service that I put up on a pedestal. World of Warcraft has been going on for a decade plus now. They come out with expansions every, you know, two to four years. I might be wrong on that, but it never feels like Destiny where it's like, hey, within one year cycle, we're going to give you four expansions and you got to buy them all. But it I always felt like with World exactly. of Warcraft, pay monthly. Exactly. So that's what I was going to touch on next. Sorry. It's like there's a different 
type of situation going on with a World of Warcraft or that kind of games of service where it's going to last longer. It might have a monthly subscription. Now we touch on these games where Destiny 2, if they don't give you expansions within the first year, let's say, it's already old news and we've passed that. The graphics look degraded. The game doesn't play the same and people move on. So it's very tough. Is it a cash grab? Is it, hey, we're trying to give you the best experience as fast as possible? Because that's what gamers seem to want is, man, every time you see a Destiny come out, how many people have hit max level within the first week? How many people are trying to beat the raid within the first hour? It's like now we live in this society where it's like, give it to me now and give me more right after that. And so it's tough. I have so many mixed feelings about that. But I know that where we are now, everything is incredible. Where Destiny 2 and these games are, for me personally, I love it. I want more content. I want the content right now. And on the flip side, like Fix said, you need to truly know as a gamer, as an online personality, whatever you consider yourself, you need to understand that there's being part of the conversation, there's budgeting and spending your money wisely. Fallout 76 went on sale a week after it released. That is crazy. If you think you want to be involved in a conversation where you might have only played five hours of the game and then felt ripped off when the game went on sale the next week. Yep. I've had games very similar to Fallout 76 or anything where I've bought it day of, maybe never played it, maybe played two hours and said, dang, I shouldn't have bought that. Yeah. I think I was on either Fix's, uh, I don't think it was Fix's Facebook group. I was on the Reddit of Xbox and somebody literally wrote, hey, I just bought a game digitally but canceled the download. Can I get a refund? It's like you should have known you before you did that you that you shouldn't have bought that <laughs> from the start. Yeah. And for me, especially, is I wanted We Happy Few, even after the mixed reviews. Guess what I did? I sat on my hands as much as it hurt to not buy that game. I sat there and I waited for uh, it to go on discount. And guess what? It never really did for me. I thought it would go on a half price discount a couple weeks later. It never really did. So I skipped that game. It burns me inside because I kind of was interested in that. But at the same time, I knew don't buy the game that you don't want to get involved in. And that's where we are. And knowing like Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now or Origins, if you look at it, if you buy one of these big games and you truly are committed to it, they're going to give you so much content that you're going to be able to play a year out from now. I mean, Assassin's Creed Origins had so much content that I felt like I couldn't even play the game because it was so much. Literally, Haley Haley has finished it, and she said I bought her other city because she loved Origins so much. And I was like, "Oh, do you want it?" And she's like, "I do," and I'm happy I'm getting it. And I'm like, "I want it," but I could have played this game for another year. And I was like, "This is what I said on the podcast. We didn't need another one already." But it's cool. It's cool. Thank you for the question, Eldozo. Let's do question. One more. One more before we get you out of here, Mike. Uh, what we got here? What we got here? I haven't read this one. Oh god, that's a long one. All right, let's go. Last one says, "Hello, MC Fixer and Mike. Hope you are well, Fixer. I have to agree with your opinion. I like this email already. On Red Dead Redemption's two story mode, it's just uh, it's not just that sometimes your decisions are made uh, for you, but on some missions you don't even choose the weapon to use." I'm currently halfway through chapter six and it's losing its shine. That being said, there is so much, much speculation regarding Red Dead Redemption 2 online and not 
much coming out of Rockstar. Do you think they're struggling with the online platform or do the latest indications of Red Dead Redemption's achievements showing 1% complete by gamers mean that they are close to releasing and are trying to avoid issues that GTA 5 had? The game needs online to keep its audience engaged. Peace and love, Fishy. Fishy, i got to start off with disagreeing with you. That game does not need online to keep its audience engaged. The game's huge, and there are people out there that will just play that single player and won't even touch online. To bring in another audience, a different audience, and a bigger audience, they need online. But thank you for agreeing with me on the story. I appreciate it. Have you ever thought that maybe on the weapon choice, you're not picking your weapon before you get off your horse or before as you get off your horse? Because that happened a lot to me, actually. Where I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this weapon, and oh, I haven't got it on me. Why haven't I got it on me? It's because I didn't get out of my bag. And that's on me. That's not on the game. I'm not critiquing for the game for that level of me not being smart. That's not the game's fault. That's my fault. Um, but yeah, I, you all heard my thoughts on Red Dead. Mike, you finished it? Red Dead? I'm not finished. I'm in uh, chapter four. Uh, unfortunately, I did accidentally watch the kind of funny spoiler video no. in the game. Yeah, so it got spoiled for me, but it's I'm no big deal. I chose to listen. That's on me. No, uh, but I will say I'm still engaged with the game. I'm still engaged with the story. I just made it to St. Denise, and I'm enjoying that. It's definitely a huge change of, man, you went from wild, wild west out there in Rhodes and Valentine to now all of a sudden I'm in a swampland to now all of a sudden I feel like I'm in the South with giant factories and stuff. I wasn't expecting that, and I'm still enjoying it. It's tough because I talked with Fix in the pre-show for me as well. It's like I stream a lot, and when I stream a lot, I mean, like, I stream during almost all of my free time. Mm -hmm. So it was very tough to maybe take the hit in the numbers, take the hit in the viewership when I can't play a game like that where it may spoil the story for others. Yeah. So I find that I'm having a tough time trying to push through it and getting enough hours. I enjoy it every time I play, but I'm like Fix. I listened to Fix last week. He was sad that side missions turned off when he got yeah. to a certain point. And I have been eating up the side quests. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, Don't if get Fix that. says that the side quests end, I need to do every single side quest possible before I continue each thing. And yep. so that now has led me to just start doing side quests <laughs> last time I was in St. Denise. There are, there's a couple that stay, but you do lose a few of them. And I was like... I wanted to know how that story ended. So, yeah. Yeah. Smart. Smart. No um, doubt. Red Dead Online, real quickly. Um, I mean, Red Dead Online, they, we know it's coming this week. They, they might delay it. Cool. But they're delaying it for a reason. Um, no, on Rockstar know what they're doing. Um, there's nothing to worry about in that regard. I think they have no chance in it not going to shit like GTA 5 did, unfortunately. Only because how big this game is, how well it's sold, and how everyone's going to slam it. That's got nothing to do with the development of the game. Uh, the online's been done for a while. It would have been just polished at this point and server fixes and beta testers and whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not worried about it. And um, it will have problems at launch. Be prepared for that. Be prepared. Yep. I touched on that last time I was on the show. I said, if you don't think this is going to blow up, you're wrong. You know it's going to blow up. Uh, I'm... Not concerned for it. I always had question marks about it. I know that Red Dead Online, it did well. We know that GTA Online is incredible. Yep. I always had a tough time believing, like, how do we continue to make this incredible on, an, on a Western-type front? We've talked about it before when I was on, of, like, 
how do you sell me a new horse? Mm -hmm. When you were selling me a new Lamborghini, a new helicopter, a new plane, I was kind of intrigued at that. It's just tough for me to truly envision what I'm going to see microtransactions to be. But you know that this Rockstar team is going to figure it out. The gameplay will be there. It will be a fun time. I actually don't think we're going to see the beta this week before oh. the end of November. Hold it's on. We're pretty tight. We're four days away for the end of November. So unless you just stealth drop something on me or it's like game time in two days from now, I actually personally don't think we're going to see it in the month of November right now. I think we see it Friday. I think we see it on Friday. Ooh, I, well, Friday's a good choice right there because I love Fridays and I love the weekends. That's but, why I think it's the smartest place to put it, right? Yeah, but there's just no word. that I think like he's saying, it's like, we just haven't had, like, we well, they, knew they, they said, they said the beta was in November, but it's like, you, you think you'd have a lead up, like betas in three days. You think you'd start a marketing push or something, you know? You know we're going to look real dumb as soon as this comes out. And, uh, and tomorrow, right? At 12 noon, it's going to say it's out now. Yeah, exactly. That's going to happen to me. Um, but I think the game will be successful and big and it will have great longevity even without GTA Online or Red Dead Online. You could take this away and you're going to have the diehard audience. Of course, people aren't going to stick with it like they did with GTA, but you'll have the diehards like we talked about with Battlefield 4. There's people still playing that game. People are going to be into this. They're going to add new content packs to single player. It's going to grow longer and longer. You'll you'll keep playing this game. 100%. Yeah, uh, that's that's it for this week's show, guys. Thank you very much for listening and watching and being there. Sorry there was no video last week. Uh, I accidentally forgot to push record. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Just totally did the show, recorded the audio, forgot to push record on OBS, and uh, halfway through the show, I looked at it and went, Oh, God. And I thought, ah, oh, I'll just put up an image. It's fine. So sorry about that. I apologize. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. Mike, we got to plug this week. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike. You can check me out at Snowbike Mike on all my social media platforms. Check me out at twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike, where I'm streaming to you live five nights a week with that spicy game. Play, 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 play. And if you could do me a favor, if you like vlogs, if you want to see the hype, hit the road. Go on over to Snowbike Mike Gaming on YouTube and check out our TwitchCon vlogs. We had a great time. Like I'm encouraging Fix to go to TwitchCon Europe out there. Let me tell you what. Not only did we put up a vlog of all the awesome stuff we did, but I felt inspired. I was driven, and I took away some keynotes from there where we bought a wireless mic, and I became MC Fixer at all of his conventions as a media person, and we went to every single booth and tried to interview people, tried to show gameplay. So go check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, guys, you can hit me up on everywhere at MC Fixer. The big one, like I say, Patreon. Patreon.com slash MC Fixer. Always takes a hit this time of month. Always, always, always. And I totally get it. Christmas is upon us. Just remember, I have a Haley and I have Christmas too. So please. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to get to $350 by the end of the month um, so we can do a New Year's Eve karaoke stream. Just me and Haley. New Year's Eve streaming, going into the new year, karaoke stream, partying, drinking, doing all that. So that's the that's the goal. That's what we're trying to hit for the end of the year. So if you're not supporting, maybe you've been on the fence. I said it last week. Please consider going over there and checking it out. Uh, remember, if you've got Twitch Prime, you've got Amazon Prime. If you ain't giving it to this guy, give it to that guy. And until next time, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye. Bye, Mike. See you, fix.